First pitch swing, Christian Yelich out to deep right center field. Back Castellanos, it is 3-0 Milwaukee. Can't do that with a bunt. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. Aaron Rodgers spoke to the media, the Jets media today in New York. And while I'm not going to play the audio on this show and we didn't play it on Bill's show earlier today, I'm still interested, right? That's not a crime. It's not a crime to be curious and interested in what our old quarterback is saying and how things are going in New York. Because it's not like the Packers training camp has started. Might as well check in and see what Rodgers is saying, right? I was excited to listen today. Pulled it up on my laptop and I watched it for about five minutes and I'm like, this just this doesn't hit anymore. Rogers speaking to the media doesn't get me going the same way that it used to. Doesn't get the content gears turning in my head. It doesn't get me excited. He's gone. That's how I can officially tell. I can officially tell after today that Rogers is gone. Rogers is a member of the New York Jets because I turned on that press conference and I felt nothing i went in so excited oh my gosh what's he gonna talk about i'm so excited to hear him you know speak about this and that and what kind of wild out-of-pocket stuff is he gonna bring up no didn't do anything for me it's like you know you're you know when you're growing up when you get together with your boys and you start crushing beers and you're like "Ah, i'd rather be at home with the significant other this this just doesn't hit the way that it used to you go back and you visit your college town you're like we're having so much fun by the end of the weekend you're like i wish i was at home watching TV, doing nothing, you know. That's how you know you're growing up. That's how you know you get older. The the same stuff that used to be fun is not fun anymore. And I turned on that Aaron Rodgers press conference today. It didn't feel like it used to. And that just uh, is a signal, I think, that we're moving on. It's time for us to move on. Rodgers is moving on. It's not the same. The thing that we once had, reacting viscerally to every Aaron Rodgers press conference, we lost it. It's not a thing anymore. Hard dose of reality this afternoon when I opened up the Jets YouTube page. That hit hard. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you've had an awesome day, and I appreciate you listening. We have another Brewers win to talk about. Sometimes I hate when the Brewers have a night game and then a day game, and they win the night game. That frustrates me because I know that we're not going to be able to talk about that win the next day because Brewers won last night, but then there was a game this afternoon. So last night when I'm going to bed, it's like, man, I hope the Brewers don't lose tomorrow. I hope something crazy doesn't happen because last night's win was really impressive. And I think there's so many performances and individuals to highlight and to talk about and to be excited about. Sometimes the bummer is when you have a great night game before a day game, that night game goes underserved on this show because we don't come on the air uh, until 4 p.m. Now, there's morning shows, 6 o'clock. Yeah, Ebo got to talk about it this morning, or Bill Michael certainly got to talk about it this afternoon. But sometimes the evening show the next day, we don't get to talk about those wins. Not really the case today. I want to talk about both last night and today. Brewers won both games. They're very different wins. Lots of different things to talk about, both in last night's game and today's game. So I want to do that. 608-321-1670 if you'd like to join the show at any point today. I'd love to have you. I do have a surprise for one caller today. And uh, I, I don't think I can use this surprise with one of our regulars. I don't think I can 
use this surprise with Vagabond John or Cone Roller or Mike from Chippewa Falls. I, I think this needs to be, like, if I get an off-the-wall caller, if I get someone who doesn't often call in today, I have a, I have a special surprise for one caller. I, I'm going to have to feel it out. In the moment, I will know when it's time. I'm not giving anything away. I don't have anything to give away. If I, if I had anything to give away, I'd take it for myself. I can't give you something physical. I can't give you something monetary. I can give you an experience. I have an experience for one lucky caller today, and I'm just going to feel it out as the show goes along. Mike Clements is going to be here at 530. So we are all lucky. We're all winners today, especially all the Clem heads, uh, because it's been a while since Mike Clements has been on. So we're going to preview training camp a little bit, talk about some of the things that Mike is most excited to see, some of the things that I'm most excited to see when Packers training camp finally gets started here in just a couple of days, because I'm, I'm ready. I need it. I thought the Aaron Rodgers presser was going to do it for me today. Mm-mm. Didn't scratch my football itch, not even close. So we'll talk with Mike Clemens. So Clemheads rejoice. He will join us in about an hour and a half. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Another good way to get in touch with the show. Uh, Aaron tweets in and says concert experience with Grant. Again, if I had concert tickets to give away, I'd, I'd keep them for myself. I, 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 I do not have, I don't have anything physical to give away. It is an experience. I promise it, it is a, an experience that someone will remember the rest of their lives. Okay. Now I'm exaggerating. I'm overselling. Let's start with last night. As I said, last night's Brewers win, a game they won 5-3, to three, very different from today's win, a game that the Brewers won 4-0. to zero. And I want to talk about both wins. The pitching was great last night. Hobie Milner, Elvis Pagaro, Yoel Piams, Devin Williams, drink. Right, that's the order. That's the recipe. Craig Council's got that thing honed. He's got that game plan, that roadmap honed. It's like when you, you know, figure out your commute home from work. And, you know, a couple of weeks of doing it, you start to learn the little shortcuts and the difference in driving home at 515 versus 545. And, well, if I take this exit instead of this exit, I could beat this track. Right. The more you do something, the more repetitions you get, the better you get at that thing. And I don't think managing a bullpen is any different. I've said the last couple of years, the longer the season goes and the more runs Craig Council gets, the more reps the better figured out, the better calibrated he gets his bullpen. And he really figures out who is Hobie Milner and who is Elvis Piguero. What kind of situations are they going to, you know, excel? And in what types of situations are they maybe going to struggle? And Craig Council's got this blueprint down, right? All the talk in last night's game is about the bullpen. They've gone six, seven, eight straight games, I believe without allowing a run, something like that. It's been a half dozen games or so. And last night was very impressive again. And everyone's talking about the bullpen, bullpen, bullpen. You know who never gets any run ever on any sports radio show? And I listen to them all. I am a junkie just like you. I listen to Ebo in the morning. I listen to Bill in the afternoon. I I, I spin the dial a little bit when I'm driving around. I'm not going to openly admit that I sometimes check out the competition, but I... Got to know the enemy, right? You got to keep your friends close, your enemies closer. I listen to my enemies. I listen to our competition. No one ever talks about Colin Ray. I have never, ever heard a radio host start a segment and be like, hey, you know what we got to talk about today? This Colin Ray guy, really impressive this year, and he's not getting enough credit. We should really talk about him. Those are words that have never been said. No one ever talks about this guy. And I'm not saying that Colin Ray is some incredible pitcher, I'm saying that maybe we should acknowledge his existence because I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say we don't even acknowledge his existence. Like this guy is, is, is 
uh, a create a player in MLB the show. It's that that spare. He's a body double. He's just a guy who's filling in. The Brewers lost Woodruff and Ashby and Lauer. I actually don't know. Eric Lauer might be dead. And the Brewers were part of this elaborate cover-up because the way that Eric Lauer just straight up disappeared and has not been heard from, we haven't been sp- talking about him. I don't know what happened to Eric Lauer. But the Brewers lost 50 60%. Wade Miley's been hurt at times as well. They've lost so much of their starting rotation. And it's like, all right, well, I guess we'll call up this Colin Ray guy and see if he can't get us some outs. The Brewers are now 10-6 and six in games started by Colin Ray. And again, I'm not saying that he's been amazing, but I can't really think of a night where he's been awful. And I can think of plenty of nights where Jason Alexander was awful or Ethan Small coming up and pitching one game, uh, getting a cup of coffee against the Cubs. He was awful. Plenty of guys who are simply brought up to fill in or designated to fill in have been awful. Colin Ray has found the perfect balance. He's found the perfect balance. He has walked this incredible line of not being good enough to the point where we talk about him, but also never being bad enough to the point where we talk about him. He's like an offensive lineman. He does his job well enough every couple of days, and we never have to worry about it. We never have to think about it. It's actually pretty impressive because I listen to a ton of sports talk radio, and it's been very rare throughout my life when there's been a player like Colin Ray who comes up from the minors in relief of some injured starters and hangs around all year and pitches and is a contributor for the most part all year, and we never ever, ever mention or talk about this guy is actually kind of funny. You get a kick out of this guy. Shout out to Colin Ray. I'm looking at his game log right now. Again, not all-star stuff, but consistently going five and a third, five innings, five innings. His month of April, when he came up, this is is what he did. Five and two-thirds, two hits, one run, five innings, five hits, four runs in a game that they won. Those runs didn't end up biting him. Five innings, five hits, four runs. Five innings, three hits, two runs. Again, never shutting out the opponent. Giving up three, four runs and giving the offense a chance and getting the game to the point where it can be turned over to the bullpen. Again, not saying he's an all-star. I'm saying I'm actually fascinated at how Colin Ray has become the perfect combination of successes and failures and traits to where we never talk about him. He, He could be a robot. He could be not real. Never talk about him on the radio. Blows my mind. And he was... Great last night. He got hurt by a little bad defense. Willie Adamas making a bad throw, and Owen Miller couldn't quite scoop it. And then Willie Adamas was pulled over to the bag to try to cover for a runner who's trying to steal, and for that reason, he missed a line drive. Just some bad luck. Colin Ray gives up some home runs here and there, but really limits the damage otherwise. It's actually amazing how little we talk about this guy. And he's been up basically all year. 608-321-1670. This is the Colin Ray portion of the Wisco Sports Show. Let's take a call. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? It's not Colin Ray, it's is Darnell it? Darnell Lachum. Darnell. No, Darnell Lachum. Yeah. Okay, what, what's going on? Uh, well, Colin Ray is kind of hilarious. Last night when I was when we finished the game, I was perusing Twitter, and I I like to hop on to the kind of the Phillies fans Twitter nice faces and whatnot just to see what you know what are they saying about this and. Every single person was like, 
first off, who is Colin Ray? And yeah. secondly, how did we lose to him? The, but, um, but the funny thing is, it's not like Brewers fans are like, you better learn Colin Ray's name. He, he's just shut you down. No, if I ran into a Phillies fan last night for whatever reason, and they're like, who the F is Colin Ray? I'd be like, dude, I don't know. He's just he's just been hanging out this year while Brandon Woodruff's been hurt. I don't know anything about him. Nobody knows. Nobody talks about him. Nobody knows anything about him. We've been watching him all year. Yeah, if they ask who is Colin Ray, you say, oh, he is our ninth best starter. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, Somewhere around there. Somewhere in that vicinity, right? So eight, nine, I don't I don't know. But he's he's definitely not up there in terms of like talent. He just yeah. gets out. Yeah. And I and I don't get it, because I feel like Colin Ray is getting to a point now where he's like, guys, I've just been coming up and making quality starts all year. Is anyone gonna no one wants to interview me? No one wants to talk about me? I, I guys, I get I'm not Corbin Burns here, but geez, I've just come up and Ben, we he, put it this way. He's never been. Jason Alexander had bad starts to where we talked about him. Colin Ray has never had a bad start to the point where I came in here the next day and said, Brandon Woodruff can't come fast enough. Aaron Ashby can't get healthy fast enough. God, Eric Lauer, this team needs it. No, I've never thought about it. Not a single time. It's actually quite astounding. I've never seen a player like this. Well, and not to mention, they, they got on the broadcast last night and they went, 34-year-old pitcher, Colin Ray. And I'm like, 34? Yep, agreed. Where is where has this guy been? Yeah. What has he done? I have I have legitimately, I think, before last year, had never heard of this dude in my entire life. He could have been 24, could have been 34. I, again, I don't. I wouldn't know. And Darnell, I appreciate the call. The phone lines are a buzz. Folks want to talk Colin Ray. Watch, there's a big Colin Ray fan club out there. They're like, finally, this is our moment. I, I am not building Colin Ray up to be this amazing player. Don't 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 go home tonight and be like, hey, you hear what Grant Bills is saying today? He's like, God, that guy loves Colin Ray. No, no, no. Not what I'm doing. I'm simply pointing out how many words have been said about this guy on sports radio, sports TV. He just comes in and pitches, goes away. It's like, all right, now we watch Hobie Milner. Now we watch Elvis Pagaro. Now let's see what William Contreras does. Colin Ray's just kind of been handling his stuff all season long. No one ever t- no one ever talks about him. If a Phillies fan bumped into me, who the who the hell is Colin Ray? I'd be like, dude, I don't know. He's just he's filling in here. He's just hanging out. It's like all of a sudden there's some random guy in the office next to you at work, and a coworker's like, who's that guy? I don't know. He just started here. I don't I don't know a damn thing about him. That's how I feel about Colin Ray. It's pretty it's pretty funny. Let's take one more call before we go to break. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hello. Hello? Hello? I got you now. Is this you, Brett? Yeah. Oh, you were cutting out a little bit. Sorry about that. What's going on? No, it's no no big deal. Nothing. Nothing much. Just, uh, you know, another series win. That makes, what, seven in a row, if I heard right? That makes seven in a row. Well, I actually don't know that off the top of my head, but I can tell you the, the, the last time they lost a series, it was June 19th through the 21st against the Diamondbacks. So I don't know how many straight oh. series that is, but it's been just about a month now. Well, on, on the Brewers Live Radio when they won today, they said seven. So I'm assuming they're probably correct. And I'm going to assume that you are correct and trust you. It's been seven straight no. series, everybody. Thank you. Seven Thank straight. you, Brett. That's, that's big. And they're like, one of the hottest teams. And I'm like, stop saying that. Please stop saying that. Because every time we say that every year, something happens. And here comes number two team. See, the, the so. funny thing is, is the Brewers are winning series and they're stacking wins. But I wouldn't say they're hot. I, I, do, I don't oh. consider this a hot streak. I just think that this is, as I said the other day, 
an adult baseball team, does the little things well, right, can win in the margins, and they're just maintaining, right? They're just maintaining. They're not streaking. They're not playing at this level that's, you know, inconceivable and, oh, they're going to come back down to earth. No, this 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 isn't going to come crashing back down to earth. They're just being the Brewers. Yeah. Do you know Do you know the difference between this year and last? Uh, I do not. What's that? Yelich? Yelich. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Brett. Well, and Contreras. Contreras is giving them more than they got from the catcher position at all last year. And at one point, they were carrying three catchers. They had some weird combination of Narvaez and Caratini and Severino. I'm like, we got three catchers, and all of them stink. Contreras is giving the Brewers ten times what they got from their catcher position last year. He's been so You know who I kind of miss in the catcher position is Pena. Yeah, Manny Pena. He was good. Um, Also, uh, I ordered my uh, new jersey today. Who's that? Uh, Rogers. Oh, Jets jersey? Yeah. Now, look, if you want to cheer for the Jets, you want to cheer for Rogers. I, I'm not anti-Rogers. I'm just, I'm a Packer fan, and I'm excited to see what the Jets are going to do this year. The same way I was excited to see what the Broncos were going to do last year. Anytime a quarterback changes teams, it's exciting. Brett, what are you going to say? And just give me a genuine, honest answer. I'm not even trying to argue here. What are you going to yeah. say if the Jets go 500 this year? or are a little underwhelming, like, what? what is your opinion going to be? What do you think your response to that would be? I I don't know until it happens. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. I don't, I don't really, I don't really have an expectation for the Jets. Okay, okay. So you're, you're not I, saying that the I Jets have, are going to be amazing, way better than the no, Packers, embarrassed. Okay, you're I'm just, just a fan. I'm just cheering for Rodgers. All right, all right. I, I, I have an opinion on, on the Packers side, of course. Yeah. You think they're going to stink? Oh yeah, it's rather. And I, I like I said on Bill Michaels' post yesterday, where everybody's like, "Oh, you must be a Bears fan, or you're from out of state," and I'm like, "Oh, no, my mood is dictated by how the Packers do." But this year, I want a point to be made, and I believe it will be, unless. We go and basically take the ball out of Love's hands, and it's just our Jones and Quadzilla just kill it, and our defense is amazing. I've seen but that. But I Badgers. don't think Love will have anything to do with it. I don't know that I want to sign up for that. I watch enough Badgers football. I, I get a good sense of that. Although this year it's going to be a little bit different. Brett, i got to take a break. I appreciate you. You know this. Thank you for the yeah. call. See you later. Brett and lacrosse. See you later. Take a three-minute break. We'll come back. Talk more Brewers. We're barely scratching the surface. I just had to get it through my mind that Colin Ray is real and he exists, and I need to remind myself of that sometimes because sometimes it seems like we all just we kind of ignore him. He's, a, he's, he's, he's like the garage door opener. You never think about it until the power goes out, and you're like, shoot, now what do I do? That's the one time of the year you actually think about your garage door opener. I haven't thought about Colin Ray. No word has ever been said about Colin Ray. He's just been there. No one talks about him. No one recognizes him. He's just there. Throws his five innings and, for the most part, gets the job done. Let's take a three-minute break. Come back. Talk more Brewers next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, two Brewers wins to react to today. Two very different Brewers wins. Last night, 
was a shorter start, but still very effective start from Colin Ray. Just get it to the bullpen. Right, just get it to Hobie Milner, Elvis Pagaro, Yoel Piamps, Devin Williams. Let them take the game to the finish line. Very 2018. Right, last night was 2018. And then today, the opposite. More 2021. Let's let Corbin Burns go. Corbin Burns pitched eight innings today. Probably could have gone nine. But Craig Council probably wanting to get Burns out while the getting was still good, which I get. Craig Council very protective of his pitchers. But also... Maybe saw a little bit of an opportunity to get his guy, Yoel, not Yoel Piamps, but Abner Uribe, just a little bit of work. right? Because Abner Uribe, his one issue is command. Can't be walking, guys. So I think Craig Council saw today. It's like, well, we're up for nothing. Go in there and throw a clean inning. Challenge hitters. Throw strikes. Because the only way that you lose this game with stuff like he has, 100-mile-an-hour fastballs, is to start walking, guys. Now, he walked the leadoff hitter, but then got the next three. So I'd say mission accomplished, lesson learned for Uribe, and I, I enjoy watching Council do that. It's like, well, we're going to make our way throughout the regular season, and I'm going to find these little opportunities to teach a lesson to one of my younger pitchers, to get him a, 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 an inning of work and, and teach him a lesson, let him mature along the way, which the Brewers have to do because they're always developing pitchers on the fly and bringing up the next guy and, and trying to find a role and trying to help them be contributors while they learn. The Brewers got to do that. Let's talk to Big Ron in Jersey, 608 1670 What's up, Big Ron? I am an honorary member of the Colin Ray fan club. I'm also an honorary Clemhead as well. Ooh, well, yeah, I mean, droves and droves of Clemheads. There's lots of groupies for Mike Clemens, but I feel like the Colin Ray fan club a little bit smaller. Oh, yeah. Well, he's going to – he keeps pitching this way. It's going to be growing. Um like a weed so but i am driving back from philly i was down there for the brewers game today that attended the game with a couple of my buddies how was it it was great you know it was uh it was scorching hot it was <laughs> yeah it was probably like upper 80s and uh humid <laughs> so we had to take some shade breaks going down uh, the shore of philly sometimes i forget how close philly is to jersey and do new york what is it hour and a half I'm in yeah, I'm in suburban New York City, so it's about an hour and a half for me. Yeah, okay. about an hour and a half car ride, and it's just a straight shot down at the Turnpike I-95. So, um, but uh, yeah, I'm with I'm with a couple of my buddies. Um, one one of them, Sean, he's from officially from up north, north of Highway Eight in Spooner. Oh, Spooner it's, blows! It's, I love Spooner. Yes, and uh, my buddy Dave in Eau Claire. So, um, oh, Dave. We went down, we saw a great game, we saw Corbin, you know, pitch eight strong innings, ten strikeouts, got to see Yelly, fire a Yelly bomb, big, huge three-run homer. Although, could you tell right that, off the bat? Oh, yeah, okay. you could tell it was gone. It was, it was, it had massive launch angle, oh. and it was just gone right off the bat. Talk and he made me. up, you know, he needed that, because he made up, he got picked off first in the first inning. He did, yeah. Well, he got yeah. on first, Contreras popped up immediately, first pitch. So, Yelich got a hit first pitch, Contreras popped up first yep. pitch, and then Yelich got picked yep. off. So, three pitches in, there's yep. two outs in an inning that started yep. with a single. It was a very bizarre inning. Mm-hmm. Funny. Funny. Big run. Would you put any bets down when you were down there? Anything else? What else did you do today? Yeah, I, I, well, I bet on the Phillies to hedge my emotions. You know, that uh, way I win either way. So. Oh, boy. That's a mature move um, by you. So, should have took uh, over seven and a half strikeouts on Burns. That would that was a good play. Yeah, he's in but a my groove. Buddies, they're not, yeah, they're not, my buddies aren't in the jinx in the other team. They, I think they bet, both bet on the Brewers. And Dave had uh, no runs in the first inning. He won that one. 
I think he had the first five innings of the full game. So he had a good day. Well, I appreciate the call, Big Ron, and I hope that you enjoyed the game. Sounds like you did, and thanks for bringing our Brewers some good luck in Philly today. Anytime, Grant. Have a, have a great afternoon. You Bye-bye. as well. Big Ron in Jersey took the trip down the shore. I believe that's the East Coast lingo. Another caller, too. Phones are ablaze today. It's the Colin Ray. To Colin Ray moves the needle. Forget Aaron Rodgers' press conferences. That's old news. Colin Ray discourse. That's what lights up the phones in today's uh, in 2023 Wisconsin Sports Talk Radio. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? It's Cone. Cone! What's going on? What is up, brother man? What a game for the Brewers. A series win. I, you know, I'm reading a book right now called Atomic Habits, and it's all about stacking good habits on top of each other, and that is exactly what I'm seeing from this Brewers team. Just keep stacking and let's go. Keep stacking good habits. Are there some good habits that you are stack? Oh, you know, just the usual. You know, I was just uh, off for about a month, so getting back into my, you know, regular routine, working out, eating healthy, being social, you know, all, all those, all good things. Calling sports talk radio shows every day. Just healthy things, self-care things. Oh, yeah, that's that's number one on my self-care list. Oh, my God. 420 called Grants and... Be a menace on Twitter, I guess. I love that. Yeah, two awesome wins. Yelich seemingly back. Corbin Burns seemingly back. And the Cone, fun piece of uh, trivia. We can tie this year from Phoenix. The last time the Brewers lost a series, that loss came at the hands of your Arizona Diamondbacks. What do you think? Wow. Uh, that's crazy. That wow. is, that's good vibes, though. Yeah, great vibes. Team. And William Contreras. Can't say enough good things about him. You've kind of been beating the drum the last couple of weeks. I and, uh, you know, good to hear. You're kind of the, the Brewers expert, in my opinion. I think a lot of Brewer fans turn to the Wisco Sports Show to hear, you know, Colin Ray. You don't hear that anywhere else. <laughs> you literally don't. William Contreras. You hardly hear about William Contreras unless it's complaining about the Josh Hader trade. That's true. Yeah. William Contreras, I, I, I feel like he is a Milwaukee brewer. Like he's been wearing the jersey and he's been on the team. But I feel like over the last month, it, it's really starting to feel like he is a Milwaukee brewer and, and a part of this team and a part of this organization. That takes a little bit. And I'm starting to really feel it with him. Yeah, it's, it's a little refreshing to have at the catcher position. Um, I'm, I'm still not ready to call him a Milwaukee brewer just with from what we've seen at the catcher position, the turnover. Honestly, it could be almost worse than our first base turnover is our catcher turnover. Yeah, they've had good catcher. You know, Omar Narvaez, they made Omar Narvaez an all-star. People forget. But we really liked Lou Croy. And, I mean, I really like Yasmani Grandal the one year they had him. There's been a lot of turnover, but I think the the players have been better than maybe the, the players that have turned over at first base. I don't know. I'd, I'd take the talent at catcher over the talent they've had at first base. But the turnover is similar, yes. I agree with you there. And last thing I'll leave you with is I've been seeing some serious rumors out there that the Brewers could be bringing in Josh Hader. What what say you on that? I mean, it would be hilarious and amazing for content and amazing for sports radio. I don't know that it makes a whole lot of sense for the reasons that they traded him in the first place, but if they do it, I will be so happy and I will not complain one bit. Yep, that's good. Always looking out for yourself and the storylines. I love it. Well, But let's go Brewers. Continue stacking series, and it's going to be a fun little summer we're having here. Here we go. Playing meaningful baseball into late July, August soon. 
coming up next. And uh, you are correct. The media begins with me, so I will think of my personal storyline. I mean, what what kind of answer? You're telling me Josh Hader could come back? I could fill shows with that for a month. Love a return from Josh Hader. Let's take a break. Five minutes. We'll come back. Talk more Brewers next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, Clemheads Rejoice. Mike Clemens going to be here in an hour. Preview training camp a little bit and give us some of the things that he's looking forward to. And I'm sure he'll give us some awesome story that no one ever saw coming and it'll be brilliant. And we love Mike. So he's going to be here in an hour. We're talking Brewers right now. Colin Ray. Corbin Burns was brilliant today. Last night was very 2018. Just need five innings out of the starting pitcher. Get it to the bullpen. Today was very 2020 Brewers. We have an elite starter and we're going to let this guy cook. And the offense able to put up a couple of uh, runs. And then even a fourth insurance run. A rural mutual insurance run, if you will. William Contreras doing his thing. He's been awesome. We'll talk more about him at some point tonight as well. We got to talk about him. And Yelich, those two really combining to be, I don't want to say the heart of the order because they're really the only worthwhile part of the order. But those two have been killing it the last couple of nights. 608-321-1670. Phone lines are ablaze. I think it's the Colin Ray talk. Let's take a call. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Grant, this is LaCroix Butler. LaCroix Butler. Now, LaCroix, you're normally a next day podcast listener. It's very rare to get a call from you. This is a treat. Well, I'm, I'm driving through Ohio, and nothing better to do than call the Wisco Sports Show. Apologies if you can hear some rain in the background. No, oh, no, here. no, no, no. That's, that's part of the grit and grime of sometimes calling sports talk radio. You're supposed to hear. I mean, look at Eric on I-90. He's built a career on that as a sports radio caller. That's true, and I'm in, a, I'm in a blue-collar town, so i got to call sports radio. So, LaCroix, it's amazing that you called today because I had something planned, but I was waiting for the right caller. I prepared three buy-or-sell topics today to do with Bill, and we never got to them. And I was hoping for someone out of the box, a, a perfect caller to do buy-or-sell with. Would you do me the honor of, of doing buy-or-sell? Absolutely. I'd be honored. Okay, I have three questions. Hold on. I have music. I have everything. Here we go. Three topics, two about baseball, one about the NFL. Forget the hot take artists on ESPN, FS1, Sports Talk Radio. This is the LaCroix Butler buy or sell. We want to know your opinions on these things. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, not quite. Buy or sell. Buy or sell. Topic number one, LaCroix Butler. Brewers starter Colin Ray went five innings last night and allowed two earned runs. The Brewers are now 10-6 and six in games started by Colin Ray. He's been pretty solid this season, filling in for Woody and Miley and Lauer. And yet we barely talked about him on this show. I barely talked about him at all. I barely think about him. He might not even exist. Buy or sell, Colin Ray has found the perfect middle ground. He's not good enough for us to talk about him, but he's not bad enough for us to talk about him. Buy or sell that, LaCroix. I'm going to sell that. I think that he's a little bit better than you're even giving him credit for saying middle ground. I mean, 10 and 6 with him pitching, got a pretty solid ERA, and doesn't get a lot of run support, but still stacking W's, stacking good habits. So I'm going to say sell on that one. 
Selling. Stacking good habits. I can appreciate that. All right, next question. Buy or sell. LaCroix. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred is expected to be reelected in a vote next week, with one source telling the Athletics' Evan Drellich it's a foregone conclusion. That's a real quote. Rob Manfred has made plenty of public missteps, like referring to the World Series trophy as a piece of metal, and there's been some labor disagreements both in 2020 and this last offseason in 2022. But LaCroix, buy or sell, with this season's rule changes, Rob Manfred is doing an okay job and fans should start to give him a little more credit i'm gonna buy that all day uh, twice on sunday i think that rob manford's done a great job i mean you look at the rule changes uh, the whole labor disputes he was kind of the villain but that's what he's there to do is take the heat from the owners so i think that did a great job with that the new cba looks pretty good i mean you can't give everything the players want right off the bat so i'm gonna buy that and say rob manford's done a way better job than a lot of people on social media lead to disbelief I would tend to buy that as well. I, 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 you know, I have opinions on these questions, LaCroix, but it's not my job to answer. It's my job to ask. But just so we're clear, I do agree with you on that. I actually think Rob Manfred's done an okay job this year. I think maybe we need to back off of him just a little bit. Okay, one last NFL question. Are you ready, LaCroix? I'm ready. Buy or sell. Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry took to Twitter the other day to complain about the lack of contract extensions for Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, and Austin Eckler. Quote, just take the running back position out of the game then, unquote, wrote Derrick Henry. It's harder than ever, LaCroix, for a running back, even an elite running back, to get a reasonable extension with their original team. Buy or sell, you appreciate that the Packers have taken care of Aaron Jones and will probably take care of A.J. Dillon, even if it's not great business and even if it's a departure from the norm in today's NFL. Uh, I, I'm kind of tending to hold on this one, but I suppose I'll buy it. I, okay. I agree the Aaron Jones contract is a good one, but, I mean, if you look at these guys, JT, Henry, Austin Eckler, like, I, I can't stand hearing guys complain about making $10 million. Like, I, I just, that just falls on deaf ears to me. So don't play running back or don't make $10 million. So I find this whole outrage a little little prima donna-ish from a running back position, wow. in my opinion. I don't know. No. This is all about your opinion, LaCroix. LaCroix. This is buy or sell. This is why you're here. Buy or sell. That was fantastic, by the way. You did a bang-up job just hosting buy or sell randomly. I mean, I, I take hours to prepare for this stuff. You stepped in and were very, very good. Thank you, LaCroix Butler, for this. Thank you. Thank you, Grant. I appreciate the opportunity to be a special guest every once in a while. I know that you called in. Is there anything else you would like to talk about? I didn't mean to, like, use you for content and force you to answer questions. Is there anything you wish to discuss with the Brewers or otherwise? Let you go. No, I think Brewers are a wagon right now and keep riding them while they're getting hot. Um, a little bit of a pushback on Big Ron in Jersey. Like, I get you're at the game today. I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on everywhere else. And you called this show, called Bart Show, so... Maybe just cool the Jets a little bit if you're big around, but that's just uh, one man's opinion. Wow. You love to push back. You don't, you don't call often, but you make the most of your calls, LaCroix, and I appreciate that about you. And Peter Monona, you're next. <laughs> Thank you, LaCroix. Have a good night. Thanks, Grant. LaCroix Butler, known on Twitter for his cantankerous uh, personality and uh, his take-no-victims approach to jumping in people's replies. Thank you, LaCroix. And that's Buy or Sell, the most electric segment in all of sports radio. It's a universal language, really. You do Buy or Sell in any country, in any state, in any market. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a staple. Uh, Buy or Sell brings people together in a world that's so divided. We're always fighting with each other. We need a little bit more Buy or Sell. So thank you, LaCroix. 
I was saving that for a caller that we maybe don't get to very often talk to. So that was fun. I appreciate you doing that with me. William Contreras, we should probably talk more about him. And not to toot my own horn, although Cohn might have tooted my horn just a little bit. I have been talking a lot about William Contreras. The week leading into the All-Star break, the week of the All-Star break, talked a lot about William Contreras. Now, to be fair, not much else to talk about, but still, I feel like we talked about a lot of different parts of his game that we were starting to notice. I was making a list, right? His situational hitting was really good the week of the All-Star break against the Cubs uh, and against the Reds that weekend. Situational hitting's been really good this week so far against the Phillies and the Reds as well. His energy has been awesome. I, I feel like he's coming out of his shell just a little bit more as as his Brewers career is really starting to get underway. He's been here a couple of months. There's plenty of you know road behind him now as a Brewer. Maybe feel like he's starting to settling in. Got a lot of compliments from Craig Council about managing Wade Miley's start a couple of weeks ago and managing Devin Williams. Just so many good things with William Contreras. I have some war stats and I can share those with you in a couple minutes but first I've been making this caller wait let's take a call 608-321-1670 welcome to the Wisco Sports Show who's this hey Grant it's uh Clemhead Mike from Chippewa Falls Clemhead oh my god we're all Clemheads at the end of the day aren't we no name <laughs> we can't wait for Mike no. at 5 30 I I Mike he's the best and I, he sounds like in real life he must be a really nice guy oh. somebody I'd like to hang out with the nicest Get drunk with yeah, have a couple beers, tell some stories. He'll he'll take you places. Oh, he'll paint God. a picture, you know. Definitely, and I'd probably well, I would I would uh, be able to back up a lot of the stories too, because you know I've been watching the Packers since 1968, so I've seen yeah. a lot of stuff. But um, yeah, I was uh, while I was waiting, I, you know, it's funny. I, I I was on hold for the uh, Big Ron call and Cone Roller call and. This is five minutes. I said, oh, fine. Grant's worth it. And then a minute to go, I got cut off. I said, what the heck? <laughs> you got cut off? I didn't mean to cut you. I wonder if there's a time limit. No, I don't think you did. Yeah. You know what? I, I bet you're right. No, I know you wouldn't cut anybody off. But, uh, yeah, it's no big deal. I got back. But, uh, yeah, it's it seems like uh, if I hadn't got cut off, I would have been following Cone Roller 3 times this week you guys are a little and, bit uh, of a dynamic duo don't you think you yeah. build off each other's calls yeah. a little bit yeah. <laughs> big, big ron and cone roller that's a tough that's a tough follow so. yeah we've we've yeah. just think about this say say this out loud with me mike so far on the wisco sports show tonight we've gotten a call from someone named cone roller someone named cone big roller. ron in jersey and someone named Lacroix butler that's 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 the show that i host and partake in every yeah, night big ron, uh cone roller and Lacroix butler and Clemhead Mike, so yeah. Um, Mike, you watched <laughs> the Brewers today or last night? Hopefully, you watched at least I, one of these uh, wins. I don't have cable, but I was just going to say I watched the uh, while I was waiting. I was watching the Brewers highlights on the Brewers YouTube channel. Yeah, and man, Burns' uh, breaking ball was just dropping off the table, and I was really uh, happy when I watched uh, uh, Yelich's homer and double. His swing was really smooth. I mean, he, just unlike what he did earlier this year or last two years, it was just a smooth swing like he used to do. And I'm wondering, geez, maybe maybe this is for real. You know, I'd hate to think that uh, like two weeks from now he goes into over 40 slump or something like that. But, and he's swinging the bat very well. And even yesterday he had a opposite field hard grounder. But, it, you know, it um, – Normally, you hit somebody's hitting far to the opposite field. You know, they're, they're swinging late, but he swung it hard. He swung it hard enough that he was able to get it past the third baseman. Then he hit a line drive right at the third baseman and make a diving stab. So, yeah, he's uh, he's hitting the ball extremely hard, and uh, 
swinging nicely. So well, Yelich is homer today, too. I, I don't mean to, you know, we keep Christian Yelich under such a microscope. I don't mean to nitpick him, but, you know, Mike, when you make all that money, it's it's bound to happen, especially when we saw how good he was a couple of years ago. Of course, we're going to yep. nitpick whether that's fair to Yelich or not. You know, we can agree or disagree, but, you know, some of the home runs that he's hit this year and last year, they're these opposite field home runs. And there's nothing wrong with an opposite field home run, but sometimes it seemed like Yelich would hit an opposite field home run because he was behind. He was swinging behind. He was falling backwards. He couldn't catch up to the the pitch, and he just happened to hit it hard enough where it went out to the opposite field. Today, he jumped on that breaking ball and pulled it dead right, and I want to see him pull the ball because that shows to me he's confident. He's got his swing timed up, and I like the opposite field home runs too, but I also want to see him really get a hold of them and pull some balls as well, and I like seeing that today. Absolutely. When your eye-hand coordination is um, at at its peak like his is right now, then you can time it just perfectly. And uh, that's a that's going to be a great. I mean, he could carry if he could carry the Brewers for the rest of the season. It's very possible. Well, especially him and Contreras. It feels like after the yep. last two nights, we can bank on Contreras and Yelich, you know, getting a couple of hits. And if we can get a hot night from Andrew Monasterio or a good night from Blake Perkins, it's like okay, that's the one missing piece that we need. We need Yelich, Contreras, and one other guy to have a good night. And the Brewers are going to have a chance and to be able to lock it down with the bullpen last night and for Burns to just basically take care of the whole game today. Spurs, they're playing really well. At, they're playing really well yeah, right now. You're right. Tripping over my words. Oh, this is bizarre. My wife just came in the door and she needs me to help her carry groceries. So. Oh, go tend I, to your wife. You're a strong man. Go grab all those bags. One trip, Mike. That's the rule. Men only take one yep. trip. <laughs> I can do it. You've seen my pictures. That a boy. Thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Go help your wife. It's Mike and Chippewa Falls. We got one more three-minute break to take as I was tripping over my words there. What I'm trying to communicate about this Brewers team is they haven't lost a series in about a month. I think seven straight is what Brent LaCrosse said. Seven straight series wins. I don't think this team is red hot. I don't think they're streaking, and I don't think they're, they're going to come crashing back down to earth. This is the difference between the Brewers and the Reds. The Reds had this streak in them where they looked unbelievable and it was electric and it was fun and they they shined so brightly and burned so hot and it was more impressive and more exciting than the Brewers and what whatever they're going to do this year. The best version of the Reds is going to be way more exciting than whatever the best version of the Brewers is this year. But the Brewers can do it over a long period of time. The, the Brewers are the tortoise. The Reds are the hare, right? And, and when the hares go in full tilt, there's nothing like it, but can't be sustained you can't do it for a whole season the brewers could do this just slow bleed the reds and the pirates and the cubs to death just win series after series after series and slowly pull away inch by inch don't need to win 10 in a row this brewers team doesn't have it in them to win 10 or 12 in a row but they can win 10 or 12 series in a row and that's the difference between the brewers and the other teams in this division that's why as i said on monday the brewers are the adult team in this division three minutes we'll come back wrap up our number one of the wisco sports show next This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, a couple of minutes before we got to close it down at 5 o'clock. Get an update from Zach Heilprin. Come back for hour number two. The Colin Ray discourse has been absolutely electric i mean this is as much as colin ray's been talked about on any sports radio show ever if you combined 
all of the Colin Ray segments and calls and comments from every Wisconsin sports talk show this entire year, and you combine them all together, they would not add up to the length of time that we have talked about him today, which is why I think he's a funny player. He's just been casually kind of doing his job all year, and he hasn't been amazing. He's just been tcb and He's been taking care of business. And I, <laughs> we just ignore this guy. Like Colin Ray, go out, pitch five innings, only allow one run in Philly against that lineup. The Brewers win, and he's like, oh, I'm going to get my flowers. Let me let me go check Twitter. They got to be tweeting about me. I just, he's talking to his wife or his girlfriend. Honey, I just keep showing up for this fan base. They're going to acknowledge me. Let me, I just, just stay patient, babe. It's only the middle of July. If I keep doing this for a couple more starts, you'll see. Okay, these Brewers fans will start appreciating me and what I'm doing for this team. And then Colin Ray's wife is like, okay, honey, keep dreaming, whatever. What do the tweets say? Colin Ray's scrolling. He's like, ugh. All they're doing is bitching about Jesse Winker. He didn't even play tonight. I was out there throwing strikes and doing battle with Harper and Turner and JT Rio Muto. Why does no one ever talk about me? Honey, that's what I'm saying. You're Colin Ray. You're just not. Sorry, babe. You know I love you, but this fan base is not going to spend time on you. Well, there's this one radio host who, like, kind of pays attention to me, though. You, babe, you need to listen to He's actually pretty good. Listen to him sometime. His name is Grant Bills. And, like, I guess he's not my biggest fan, but he acknowledges I exist. And he pointed out that for the most part, when I start games, the Brewers have chances to win. Okay? Maybe if you recognized me and maybe if this fan base recognized me like this Grant Bills guy does, we'd all be in a better spot. Okay. Maybe there have been other radio shows that have talked about Colin Ray. I guarantee you there's not other radio shows that have role-played a conversation between Colin Ray and his wife. I don't even know if he's married. Which is yet another example of how little attention we pay to this guy. I swear, babe, just let me make a couple more starts, and I promise this fan base will start noticing me. If I keep pitching like this, I'm going to get a bobblehead next year. Or at the very least, like a fridge magnet. Okay, I probably won't get a bobblehead. That's mostly just hot girls from Instagram. But I'm telling you, babe, they're going to notice me. Colin Ray. We're back in two minutes. Wisco Sports Show. Hour two next. out to deep right center field. Back Castellanos. It is 3-0 Milwaukee. Can't do that with a bunt. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I'm still reeling from that or sell with LaCroix Butler. We need to do that more often. I'm, I'm going to start maybe every Thursday, every Wednesday. I'm just going to start writing buy or sell topics and I'll just hold on to them. And when the moment is right and when we get a, a special caller or the, the moment just feels right, then we'll just do buy or sell randomly. I want to make that a thing on this show, but I, I won't here, here. I won't even say what day we're doing it. It won't be a day of the week. Just every once in a blue moon, I'm going to put buy or sell questions together and then I'm going to ambush a caller and make them do buy or sell. Nothing hits harder, by the way, than a surprise sell, right? And I said, LaCroix Butler, buy or sell. 
Colin Ray has found the perfect middle ground. He's not good enough for us to talk about him. He's not bad enough for us to talk about him either. And LaCroix was like, ah, Grant, I think I got to sell that. When someone sells something that you're expecting them to buy, I, I, I can't explain it. It's a little bit like proposing on the Jumbotron and being rejected. Uh, but that's that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. It's not like I'm Colin Ray just stacking quality start after quality start. I'm pretty sure Colin Ray could walk into the pick and save a couple miles from American Family Field and no one would recognize him. Do you work here? Yeah. Where's the Ben and Jerry? Point me to the Ben and, Jer- ben and Jerry's over here. All right. Thank you. I'm Colin Ray. Don't even recognize me. There's nothing worse. Yeah. LaCroix Butler, you, you hurt me a little bit. You sold something I thought you were going to buy. Can't describe it. It's like someone takes the wind right out of your sails. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Let's take one call before we get into whatever we're about to get into, because I have a couple of things. Instead of talking about something for two minutes and then taking a call, let's take the call first. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? It's Paul. Paul, what's going on, Paul? Welcome. Oh, not a whole lot. Just listening to you like I do most every day about this time. But I wanted to make a correction about one thing that someone had said earlier about the Brewers have won seven series in a row. Okay. It's close. It's close, but they did uh, uh, go two and two against the Cubs, so that technically is not a win. So they split. So do we? They split with the Cubs. Mm, do we right count before the All Star break? How do we rectify that? Because they well, it hasn't if been they'd have won three out of four. Then it would have been seven. Yeah, they've won yeah. so so seven. Se- they've won seven of their last eight. Or they've gone seven straight series without losing. We could say that. They've gone seven straight series without losing yep, we, a series. We could, that, we could say that, but it, they haven't won seven straight. That's my point. Well, I'm, I, I'm nothing if I'm not accurate on this show. I don't want to spread misinformation, so I will change the verbiage. They've gone seven straight series without losing. How about that? I right. like that, Paul. But they have won six of those and, and split the other one. This is, this is why this show is great, is, is we sweat the small stuff. We we pay attention to those little details. Paul. I, <laughs> well, I, like I say, I listen to you. I listen to you a lot, you know, and I, I, it's the first time I've ever called. So um, I just, I heard that earlier, and I just thought, hmm, I think I need to make a little bit of a correction here. It's, it's yeah. minuscule, but nonetheless. Yeah, put, put Brett on blast for that. Well, I guess Brett was simply quoting the Brewers postgame show, so I guess... The, the, the well, Brewers themselves were incorrect. It, well, it's either that or he misheard it. Uh, it could have been. I don't know. I don't know it if I trust that. Either way, that apples guy. and oranges, but I wanted to set the, record, set the record straight. They did split with the Cubs. Thanks, Paul. Remember that series, that awesome series oh, in yeah. Milwaukee? Where and, were- and, and funny enough, Paul, that series might be the most entertaining series so far in all of those series that they haven't lost, the seven straight well, series well, in a row without losing. I think that Cubs without, one was maybe the most entertaining. Without question, they could have won all four or lost all four. I think they probably. I don't know how I feel. I, I want to say that they should have won all four, but they. I don't know. They too, were lucky to win too. the ones that they won. Right, but either way, they, it was a split. And I think you. I think now that you remember it, you know that. Yeah. And I won't forget. Thanks to you, Paul. I appreciate you. Thanks for the call. <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Yeah, thanks for listening. I love when people have listened forever, and then one day some specific thing happens where they're like, I know I don't normally call, but today I had to. Appreciate you, Paul. 608-321-1670. Breaking news? 
little breaking news. I didn't see this. This came out yesterday. I only saw it because Barrett Sports Media just retweeted it. Stephen A. is addressing all the things he needs to address tomorrow on the Stephen A. Smith show, which will be recording tomorrow. Shannon Sharp quote tweeted this and said, what's you addressing on Friday? I've got some free time, so feel free to FaceTime me before my meetings. And then a bunch of popcorn emojis. Are we going to get Stephen A. and Shannon Sharp on the same show? Leaving Skip Bayless to go join Stephen A. Smith? I have a hot take. This is something I'm not buying or selling. This is something I just straight up believe. I think Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith should get back together. Because those two were elite together. And I think what makes Stephen A. Smith annoying, what Skip Bayless, what makes him annoying, you put them together and they cancel out each other's annoyingness. They're both so obnoxious as a duo that it's no longer obnoxious. Does that make sense? It's like when loud sound waves match the same frequency and they cancel each other out like noise-canceling headphones. I saved this clip today because I thought at some point tonight this might come up with either Stephen A. Smith or Shannon Sharp or Skip Bayless or about Oppenheimer coming out and the Barbie movie because 15 years ago yesterday, I think it was, or the day before, The Dark Knight came out on the same day that Mamma Mia came out and this clip was going around Twitter It's Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless debating whether the Dark Knight was good relative to the rest of the Batman series. We just don't have sports TV like this anymore. Dark Knight, the new Batman. Overrated or underrated, Skip? Jay, my friend Stephen A. is a great actor, so let me explain (laughs) why the Dark Knight is a good movie but not a great one. I didn't like it that, number one, Batman had only the third largest role in this movie. Number two, I didn't like it that the Joker was the superhero. He was indestructible. He never even bled once in this movie. Mm -hmm. I thought Jack Nicholson played a better Joker than Heath Ledger. God God bless Heath Ledger, but I just did. I thought Aaron Eckhart deserves the Academy Award nomination because he delivered a better performance as the hero and the villain than Heath Ledger did as just the villain. Mm -hmm. And finally, I must say that Maggie Gyllenhaal was weak as the love interest because I didn't buy her at all. The last point, the last point, I would would agree with you there. I wasn't (laughs) feeling her at all. Can we just, I'm going to pause this. Can we just recognize how electric this, we don't make sports debate like this anymore now we have Emmanuel Acho I don't know spouting off I actually kind of liked Max Kellerman he was no skip I want these two Whoa, like that you need to get a Halle Berry Beyonce somebody how about a Sanaa Lathan a Gabrielle Union somebody like even a sister just throw them <laughs> up and somebody fine she wasn't it you got me there every other point that you made I think is utterly ridiculous because? this movie was an A movie and I'm gonna tell you the biggest reason why yeah granted Batman wasn't even a star it was really the Joker mm-hmm. or what have you they had black but the bottom line is this you look at it it was one of those rare movies it's supposed to be this action here on all of this other stuff, it made you think it touched on your soul. In other words, how bad would you become? You're just like, the Joker was trying to say everybody's like the rest of us. Y'all are just like me. You are no better. Just let me put you in this situation and show you how evil you could be. You look like the Joker. I keep telling you that. And he was the star of the movie. And I never never ever thought that I would see anybody (laughs) that would outperform Jack Nicholson, but he's legendary. He's the real Joker. Now, we'll never think about Jack as the Joker again. It was phenomenal. Stephen A. Smith's takes actually aged pretty, pretty well. Heath Ledger as the Joker aged pretty, pretty, well, did and didn't. You know what I mean? I just saw this clip today. I'm like, this makes me so happy. This will never 
be recreated. This will never happen again. I miss first take with the two of them because, yes, Skip was trolling. And he trolls now, but there was always that little smile where it's like, all right, we're, we're having fun here. We're debating. And you could hear Skip laugh just a little bit there. And you get Stephen A. saying, Skip, Skip. I just, God, I miss those two a lot. Maybe we'll ask Mike Clements his opinion on, you think he's he's going to go see Oppenheimer? He's a man of history. He's a man of storytelling. Watch. He's got some IMAX theater reserved. He's driving a couple hours to go see it. Well, I, Grant, I, I want to see it as Christopher Nolan intended. It's like, what, Mike? You surprise me every day. Not just with your football stories, but with your movie takes. Mike Clemens has been covering the Brewer. I don't know how you have time to go to the movies. He's been covering Brewer games as well. This offense, I, I, I still think that there's a ceiling on this team because of this offense. Because right now they have two honest-to-goodness hitters. They have Yelich and they have Contreras. And both of them are red hot. And if either one of them cool off just a little bit, this offense that's average right now is all of a sudden below average, and we're going to see this bullpen not have leads to work with. Corbin Burns, you know, pitching really well, but not getting any wins, not getting any run support. It's funny the other day that Craig Council said, ah, there's not a lot of at-bats at DH right now. And I know you guys want to call up Keston here, but there's not a lot of at-bats at DH. Well, since he said that, and that would have been on Monday night, Tuesday night, we've had Yelich DH. We had William Contreras DH today. It's like, okay, so maybe there are some at-bats. Now, I I think Craig Council wants to keep that DH open as a mechanism to occasionally give Christian Yelich the day off or occasionally give William Contreras an opportunity to hit even when he's not catching, and that was the case today because Victor Caratini is Corbin Burns' personal catcher, which I think was a stroke of genius for Craig Council. It's like, let's hone Corbin Burns in a little bit. Let's get him his own catcher. Typically, you don't see the ace get his own catcher. You see, like... Manny Parra gets Mark Rivera and the rest of the rotation gets Jason Kendall. You don't typically give the personal catcher to the ace. And I I don't know what led Craig Council to make that decision. Maybe he talked about it at the time. I don't remember, but I think Council wants to keep that DH spot somewhat flexible. So he has it as a mechanism to keep his hotter bat in the lineup or to get a guy a a day off of playing the field like Christian Yelich the other night. But Jesse Winker cannot play. And I see that Keston here has taken some reps at first base. Maybe he becomes the first baseman, and maybe that means Owen Miller plays more third. But then again, you want Andrew Monasterio in the lineup right now. He's hit lefties all year. He's hitting really well right now. A couple of hits over the last few nights. They need, what the Brewers need right now is for Yelich and Contreras to keep smoking the ball and to have one or two other guys a night, Adamas or Caratini or Monasterio, whoever, fill in the blank, Owen Miller. If they can just get one other guy to pop off on any given night, along with Yelich and Contreras, this offense can do enough to win, especially if Burns is going to pitch like that, especially if the bullpen is going to continue to pitch like this. 608 321 Let's take a call. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, Grant. Ed, Ed what's going on? Ed hey, in man, Madison. I think the, yeah, I think the – sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, man. No, I cut you off, uh, to be fair. Yeah, it's all good. Hey, I think the Brewers got the best one-two catching core in the majors. I mean, you got Keeney, who I was actually talking to my inside source, and I thought maybe he should be seeing some DHing. Then he brought me back to earth because what happens if he gets hurt? Why he's DHing? Then we then we're down a catcher. 
So I said, yes, you have a good point there. So, um, but I do believe we have the best one-two catching unit uh, in the majors. I can't think of anybody else that can match up. But then again, I don't watch as many games, but I do watch the games that the Brewers play. I never see anybody bring out a second catcher and do what they, what our catchers can do. And I'll tell you, Contreras, man, he's a stud. He, that guy's got an arm. That throw out last night and right. the night, the other night where he did a strikeout throw out, win the game. Come on, that's just, that's just sick. That was as good of a throw as I've ever seen a Brewers catcher make. That was a yeah, seed. Yeah, it was. And, and and I think this guy, man, you're right. Um, he and Burns are, like, on point. I mean, they're, like, in the zone. And like the show we call every day, we're in the zone with with Caratini and Contreras. And I'll tell you, um, you're spot on. I, I never thought about this, but if they can just get one guy to continue to pop off and keep keep this going, they need a bat. Oh, my God, they have to be thinking about bringing a bat into this mix to keep this going. This could be – I said this weeks ago, this team is turning a corner, and they're hot. They're hot. They're just hot. And I guess they're getting hot at the right time. Look what happened to Pittsburgh. The Reds, yeah, they're still kind of medium warm. They're not hot, but they're medium warm. They're just – Hopefully they'll hit a hit a wall here against some other stud team that's coming their way. Maybe the Braves will play them and, and they'll get brought back there. But I think the Braves and the Brewers this year, this this series is going to be a great series. I just wish Burns was pitching it. I really hope so. I mean, I just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I just wish all of their starters were healthy. Um, and Ed, I just uh, accidentally hung up on you, and for that, I am sorry, Ed. <laughs> I was trying to put another caller on hold. I'm sorry, Ed. I'm so, so sorry. I'm with you. Braves Brewers should be awesome. I will very much enjoy watching Orlando Arcia and 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 just watching the Brewers against really good competition. Their bullpen got a chance to rest today, which was massive. Corbin Burns didn't just get him through six or seven. He got him through eight, and they got to rest all of Hobie Milner, Yoel Piams, Elvis Piguero, and Devin Williams. The fact that none of those guys had to pitch today and the Brewers won Massive. Absolutely massive. Uh, sorry about that, Ed. Uh, not my finest moment uh, on the phone. I apologize. Let's take another call. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Eric on I-90. Eric on I-90. I accidentally hung up the phone on Ed to get to you. I'm, I'm sorry, Ed, but God, I'm excited that I hung up for you, Eric. Well, let's, let's hope it. You know, let's hope that, you know, that, Worth the juice, well, that's right? what I was. That's what I was gonna say. Let's make this good now. Yeah, but I don't have anything sports related because <laughs> there's just really nothing going on. You want to talk about the I Dark really Knight? Like you want to talk about Batman? Best, best, best movie in the Batman trilogy. Yeah. by far, I think. Yeah. Heath Ledger, what a what a performance, right? No kidding. Yeah. Did you see the new one with Robert I, Pattinson, the guy from the Twilight movies? I tried to watch it like two or three times, and it just never, I could never get through it. I could never get through it. It's so just, long. The movie's job to entertain me. The movie's job to entertain me. If it doesn't do it, it's not my fault. I, I think that's a great perspective on, on film. Are you a little bit of a cinephile, Eric? You watch a lot of movies? Uh, I watch a lot of the same movies over and over again. My, Mrs. I-90, she tries to get me to watch different things. You know, she's watching Succession now, okay. so I'm watching that. So that's not too bad. Do you like it? 
Uh, it's okay. I, I think it's okay. It's just, uh, you know, it's a little bit, it takes a little while for some of the stuff to come. You know, like Game of Thrones always had something every every episode that would come to a head. Sure. This seems like it takes a little bit longer, a couple more episodes before, you know, something pops. Succession but, is basically, right. they're working on a deal, they're going to be doing the deal soon, and then when that deal happens or doesn't happen, then they start on the next deal. There's always a deal coming in succession. It's always about the deal and making the deal happen. My favorite character is the the uh, matriarch, the uh, the patriarch. I'm sorry. Oh, Brian Cox. The dad. Yeah. 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 He rules. Yeah. He does. So. Um. Yeah, that's uh, this is, for me. There's nothing going on sports wise. Another week we got the dream. Oh, yeah, and Eric, I one sports thing that we can talk about is your Vikings first-round pick, Jordan Addison, did you see? I did not. He got a ticket last night because he was going 140 miles per hour on 94, which is a 55, in the Twin Cities. Uh, so he was booked for speeding and reckless driving. 144 miles per hour, Eric. Hopefully he's that fast this year. I hope so. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. I'm hoping he's that fast this year. I'm surprised he didn't hit a massive pothole because driving around the cities, you think lacrosse, lacrosse does have some bad spots, but it's nothing compared to some of those roads around the Twin Cities. Well, I hope he settles down. I hope he's not one of these guys that's going to get in the car wreck and kill somebody, and then that'll be the end of him, right? Yeah, we hope that's not the case. That's what happened to the, the Raiders wide receiver just a couple years ago. These guys got to learn from the mistakes of – other young rich guys who make these mistakes i agree i totally agree yeah well, that's all i got tonight you know it's just uh it's a rough time and we're, we're almost to the end of this now where the uh we're gonna start to get some football news and you're starting tonight right you got clemens coming on yep Yep, Mike's going to join us in about 10 minutes so i got to take a break here in a second and start to get to him but it was nice to hear from you you know what they should do with this Christian guy? Mm-hmm. They should have him watch. The The best thing for this guy in Green Bay is to watch Jerry Rice film and try to emulate that slant across the middle, and he goes all the way. Mm-hmm. I that's, like that. That's, that's really what they got to do with this kid. They, they can't. And I think he might be pretty good. I'm not going to pick him up on my fantasy teams yet. That's the true test. That's the true test, Eric. Have a good night. i got to take a break. Eric on I-90. One of the funny things that I've noticed on the show this week and last week is that callers have started having the same complaints that hosts have this time of year. Like... (laughs) Cone Roller did not call it all last week. And then on Monday, calls at his normal time and is like, well, you know, Grant, in our industry, people take off this time of year. It's like, well, yeah, ho- hosts do. But I love that Cone has elevated himself to a part, a contributor of the show and felt like I need to take a week off. And then Eric's like, well, I don't have much. I mean, it's a quiet time of year, Grant. I'm like, well, you- trust me, Eric. I'm aware. I'm the one who has to put together the show rundown every night i love how callers are assuming uh the the responsibilities and the burdens of people who host these shows i'm getting a big kick out of this let's please continue that let's take a three-minute break come back 
We'll get ready for Mike Clemens, who will join us at 530. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Mike Clemens is going to join us in just a couple of minutes. It's going to be a quick segment here because I got to take a break and get Mike. I don't want to make Mike wait. He did two segments with us on Bill's show earlier today. Preview training camp a little bit. We'll talk with Mike here in just a couple minutes. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Got a tweet here from LaCroix Butler. A little bit of a Twitter poll. Says, says, would you write? Would you recognize Colin Ray if you ran into him at the pick and save on Lion, uh, which is right up the hill from Pfizer Forum? No, I don't think I would. I got a text from Schmidt in St. Paul, St. Paul Schmidt, formerly Schmidt on the north side. Again, callers take their contributions to this show very seriously, as I was talking about with Cone and Eric. Schmidt says, Colin Ray is the type of guy where if we found out in spring training next year, his name is actually pronounced Rhea, and he didn't have the heart to correct anyone. Yep. Yep. That's, uh uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Correct. I have nothing to add. That's 100% correct. Colin Ray just keeps coming in, taking care of business. He's not going nine shutout innings, but five innings, two runs, six innings, one run. He's just getting outs, putting the Brewers in a position to win the ball game. And he does a very good job, and he's been doing it all season. It's not like, whoa, look at this Jason Alexander guy. He's had a good two weeks. No, it's been like the whole year. Because Wade Miley's been hurt, Brandon Woodruff's been hurt, Aaron Ashby's been hurt, Eric Lauer is hurt and not good, I guess. Just have, haven't heard any tell. Haven't heard anything about Eric Lauer. I've heard nothing. He's like Rosemary Kennedy is what I said yesterday. It's like he just went away, and nobody's going to talk about it, I guess. All right, fine. Brewers have not lost... In seven straight series, as uh, Paul pointed out, they did split against the Cubs. So they haven't won seven straight series. They've won seven of eight or won six of seven. And they have not lost a series since June 21st against the Diamondbacks. They haven't won every single series because one of them was a split. Paul, you're correct. This winning streak, quote-unquote winning streak, I realize they split against the Cubs, but this streak of not losing series, this is important. It tells us that, yes... The Brewers are playing good baseball, but it also speaks to this team's style relative to the rest of their division. Not losing a series since June 19th against Arizona is a perfect example of why this Brewers team is a little bit different from the Reds, a little bit different from the Pirates or the Cubs. This Brewers team is never going to look as fun or as flashy as Cincinnati did when they were red hot and winning every game every night. What did they win, 10, 11 in a row, something ridiculous like that? This Brewers team's never going to win that many games in a row. They're not good enough. They're not flashy. They're not young and dumb and excited like Ellie De La Cruz. When all those young players came up, they didn't know what they didn't know. They start hitting the ball. They get a little luck. Oh, my God, baseball's easy. Here we go. Let's never lose a game ever again, and they battle off 10 straight wins. The Brewers are never going to do that, and it's never going to look sexy or flashy. They're the adult team in this division. They show up every night, take care of business. And day after day after day, they're going to win more games than they lose, even if they're only winning two, three games in a row at any given time. And they're going to pull away slowly but surely. And all of a sudden, in a month, 
You're going to look at the standings. You're like, when did the Brewers get up five games on the Reds? Slowly but surely, little by little, every night. Because the Cardinals or the Reds or the Pirates or the Cubs, they can't do that. They don't have the ability. They're not as polished, and they're not as well-rounded, and they're not as experienced. This Brewers team has been there, done that now for the better part of five or six years. And these other teams are trying to get to that point. That takes a long time. The Brewers can go low and slow, like a slow cooker. Brewers are the slow cooker team. The Reds are the deep fryer team. And deep fryer's great. Deep fryer is great for a quick meal on a Friday night. But if I want to make a pot roast for my whole family, I want to let that thing simmer all day. Put some veggies in there, some broth. All the flavors get to know each other. That's a meal that can sustain. You can reheat that meal. You can serve it up again. We can serve it over rice, over mashed potatoes. You need it in a bowl. You can eat it on a plate. Deep fryer, it comes out hot and fresh, and it's delicious. But if you don't finish all your food right then and there, there's no reheating that. You can't get that back. That was a one-time thing. The Brewers, mm, slow, steady, calm, cool, collected. All of a sudden, they're going to be up five or six games in the division because they go two months without losing a series. Mike Clements, Clemheads rejoice. He'll join us to talk Packers training camp next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Today's been a lot of fun. We've talked about Colin Ray for the first time ever. Might be the last. Who knows? He's not used to getting this kind of attention. He's just been good all year. Not great. Not bad. He's just been good all year. I feel like nobody's recognized that. We're just kind of letting him hang around while we talk about all the pieces around him. Colin Ray's going on Twitter. Oh, I was good again. They're going to start to notice me. And it's just a bunch of us bitching about Jesse Winker. <laughs> That's Brewer's Twitter. No, no, no. We have yet to give Colin Ray the recognition that he probably deserves. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. If you want to be part of the last half hour of the show, I'd invite you to call because anyone's always welcome to call the show. But we have Mike Clemens here. Mike, people have been clamoring for you for the last hour and a half. We're so excited you're finally here. They're just excited about the Packers. That's it. Yeah, and God, and that's why we love you. You know, you're always, you're never taking compliments, never taking praise. It is about the Packers. We're excited. I think we're excited for training camp to finally be here because we've been talking about Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur and who's under the most pressure, and I think we're kind of just sick of that. We want to actually start to see it. I was listening to the last segment where you're talking about missing some of those elements with Skip Bayless. And yeah. The guys around him. <laughs> and I, I have I have kind of a Skip Bayless story. Oh. Um, you remember Woody Page? Well, he's still on around the horn, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So Woody Page is this longtime writer for the Denver Post. And I had a buddy that worked for the Green Bay Press Gazette that went in starting off his career, he worked in the sports department at the Denver Post, Dylan Tomlinson, before he moved to Green Bay to cover the Packers. And uh and so I the next thing I know is I'm in Miami covering the Super Bowl. That was Colts beating the Bears with Prince in the rain at halftime in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. And the NFL media party was on South Beach, right on the beach, right by the ocean. And so it's nine ten o'clock, and they've got these little party tables and different places where you get some food. And standing alone, having a beverage, a little plate of hors d'oeuvres, is Woody Page. With the blonde hair flying, you know, hair going everywhere, and a kind of a blue sport coat and unbuttoned, uh, you know, shirt. 
And I said, hey, how you doing, Woody? I'm Mike from Wisconsin. Well, hey, Mike, how are you? Shook hands. I dropped the Dylan Tomlinson connection. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, we're, how's he doing? And I talked about Green Bay and Press Gazette. So we're having a little conversation on how the week was going. And I said, so what's it like working with Skip? <laughs> and yeah. he chuckled. And he said, Mike, when I die and I go through the pearly gates, the Lord is going to say, you had to put up with Skip Bayless and Jay Mariotti. You are all welcome to <laughs> <laughs> he he seems to have gotten grouchier as the years like he has like Johnny Depp I say this we lost Johnny Depp some time ago he just started being a character like he became Johnny Depp playing Johnny Depp I, he picked yeah. up an accent I don't know where that came from it's like he's just Jack Sparrow now and I feel like Skip Bayless became the Skip Bayless character like he used to know how to push buttons and and it was it was entertaining I watch first take all the time and now it's like Skip I get that you're kind of pushing buttons and you're being the, you know, the obstructionist, but you're also just, dude, like you're so crabby and upset and drop the bit just a little bit, you know? What's what's the deal with the chapstick in this guy? He's constantly, I don't know that they show that actually on camera. Maybe I've seen him too many times in person when they've got the show. It's first take. Remember, it used to be what was cold pizza when he was doing it with Woody mm-hmm. in the mornings, right? Yeah. But you see him on the set there, and, oh, I know, I'm, I, I see him at all this NFL stuff, combine, stuff like that. And, you know, every time they go to commercial break, oh, man, he's just rubbing chapstick back and forth, back and forth. Just, And I just see that, and I think this, this dude's got all kinds of obsessions, all kinds of obsessions. I have one other Woody Page story. Ooh. You want this one? Yeah, I'll take all the stories, Mike, yes. The topic is this, highest receipt you ever turned in on a dinner while you're on the road to the company. And Woody Page uh, wins it. Um, and the story goes, he was he became good buddies with Jim Leyland, the former baseball manager. Yeah. Uh, he was with the Pirates. I remember the Brewers competing with him. I think the, like the, there was a year or two that he was the manager of the Rockies. So when Woody Page is working for the Denver Post, those guys became friends. And so, you know, Jim's got this place down in Arizona – and Woody's down there, and they probably go out golfing. And you find out that these baseball managers, even though they seem like, you know, Dems and those kinds of guys, you know, in the dugout, they're millionaires. And they've mm-hmm. got their fine wines, and they got this, they got that. So uh, uh, they were downstairs and, and, uh, and in, the, in Jim's wine cellar. And then somehow then that goes to going to uh, the dinner at the Picasso Hotel and resort in Las Vegas, which is one of the nicest places. When you go in there, it's a steak place, and all and there's original Picassos all around the place. Um, it's in the uh, Bellagio. It's in the Bellagio. Of course. Steak place. So it's um, it's Jim, and it's Woody, and it's guys like Dylan and four or five other guys sitting there. And the bill comes, and it's like for $4,000. $4,000 for dinner. Okay, yeah, yeah. And Dylan says, you're not going to really turn that into the paper, are you? $4,000? He goes, no, I've got it. I'm picking it up. I promised Jim dinner. He showed us a great time in Arizona. And he said, how can you do that? He said, we're part of USA Today, right? He says, okay. He said, my boss called me and said, the guy from, I think it was Walmart, uh, called and they'll give us a twenty-five million dollar buy if you can get him on Augusta. 
Hmm. And he said, absolutely not. I'm not. You're not using my connections for journalism to get some schlep, you know, from sales on the. And he hung up the phone. And then the phone rang again, and then <laughs> it was his boss saying, "Woody, look, man, you know, we'll make it worth your while, but this is twenty-five million dollar buy. This is a huge client. We've got to take care of this guy." All right, now let me see what I can do. So he calls Augusta, and. They say, yeah, Woody, sure, we'll get you on. Yeah, if you want a guest or two, you can bring it along. So he has his foursome. The guy, the, the big sponsor, spending the $25 million, becomes like the most obnoxious guy in your foursome ever. Because Woody says, like, every third hole, he stops, gets out the cell phone. Hey, guess what hole I'm on now? Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's doing play-by-play. He's calling all his buddies to describe the hole and how his last shot was and and all this stuff, and, and they're, you know they're it, they're slowing up the people behind them and all this, but this guy is milking it for every hole for the whole thing. So Woody says, you know what? What what I had to put up with that day at Augusta National with that jerk, yeah, the company can cover this bill for four thousand dollars for dinner, no problem. They owe me. They owe me. So I, I just think that's a thing of beauty, man, isn't I, it? Th- there's there's something beautiful. We've lost it in today's society. There's something beautiful about an employee understanding the employer and vice versa so these rules don't have to be written down you know i i i one day would love to walk into a restaurant and be like no you know what i think i am worth a you know an 800 dollars dinner nice steak right. big bottle right. I, I don't even know how i'd spend four thousand dollars at a restaurant yeah. I, I think look my brain ratings, look at the revenue i brought my look at the yeah. sales i brought my company it's time the company treats me yeah dang <laughs> straight by the way are we going to the super bowl in las vegas this year because if so i i want to go to the bellagio or something with you we need to oh, you need yeah, to show me yeah. a good time in vegas yeah and i've been there in a while now but um no it's just walking through those places through new york and venice and all those other ones you can show you the the place where michael jackson uh i think it was the one they called venice or italy he spent uh like a million dollars in one day yeah, getting weird pieces of art. Yeah, uh, weird lamps and stuff like that. Uh, stuffed monkeys, <laughs> you know. Just Vegas things. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. and I'm I'm gonna be very cheaply entertained. The first time I go to Vegas, whenever that is, I will basically just be able to walk around the casino, and no one else will be able to tell. But in my head. I will be role playing that I'm in a in a movie like Ocean's Eleven or whatever, and it, to me it'll be the most entertaining thing in the world. I'll just be walking around in my nice clothes like this is I'm just like in the movie, and that that doesn't cost a thing. That's free. I, I'm a, a cheap date with myself. I can entertain myself with not a lot of money, Mike. No, same thing too. I I, I just I'm too cheap to gamble, so I live vicariously at the crap tables, and you know, and a guy rolls seven, and he you know, gets a bunch of chips. I'm like, yeah, that's great. That's fine. I might play a little blackjack, that, a couple of, you know, swings on the slot machine, but that's about it. I'm I'm an observer. No high-stakes poker. I got you. No, sir. I got you. No. Well, maybe I can, you know, we can network for some guests for the Wisco Sports Show. I can, you know, get some business cards printed or whatever. I don't know. That's, that's a long ways in the future. Uh, Packers training camp starts soon. You've got this question a million times. Like, what are you most excited about? What are you most interested about let me ask you this instead of all of the things that we've talked about on the radio the last couple months do you think there's a discussion that we've been having that's overblown or inaccurate or something you hear a lot from Packers fans that you think all right when training camp starts they're going to stop saying that real quick or they're going to realize that they're wrong real quick anything like that I think people are too down on the youth of the receivers okay and 
and I think you know the national guys, you know, have got the the Packers ranked low because of that, and I don't quite understand that. Uh, my concerns about the team is uh, the same that I had, I don't know, three months ago, and especially after Adrian Amos, in fact, signed with the New York Jets to become like what the they got seven former Packers here, including Hackett and Rodgers, mm-hmm. um, at that safety position. Because now Darnell Savage, a guy you benched for a couple of games in the middle of a, you know, close neck and neck race in the division, suddenly he came back, you know, to you toward the end of the season, and I guess played better. Now he's your senior guy back there. I don't quite understand that move, but you know, Goodikins has got a bunch of new faces back there, some guys off the street, a couple of uh, draft picks and all that. But I'm, I'm concerned about safety. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaden Reed was there for a cup of coffee for one year. He made a huge play in that big win against the Cowboys to hold on to that win in overtime. He was, uh, I don't think he got enough credit for some. Oh, Rudy, Rudy out. Ford. And Rudy Ford. Yeah. Okay. Rudy Ford playing underneath there, but I, I didn't, but I'm talking about on the, um, on the defensive line. Uh, that's a guy that he signed with the Seahawks. Now he went back to the Seahawks. He did one year with the Chiefs, one year with Green Bay, and now he's back with the team that drafted him, the Seattle Seahawks. That's a loss of experience and a, and a darn good defensive uh, defensive lineman. The rest, everybody else pretty much knows the story. I'm convinced that David Pogdiari is going to have the best season he could put together alongside Elton Jenkins, and then he's going to move on in free agency and try and get a big deal, big payout, Maybe something out in L.A. with the Chargers or the Rams or something, which is where he lives. Uh, you know, he'd get like another Corey Lindsley or Brian Balaga deal. Yeah. But I think he is committed. You know, and this stuff where people say, well, maybe they trade Balaga. No, I, or Bakhtiari. Maybe they trade Bakhtiari. I would, I'll be shocked if that happens. There'll be a lot of explaining to do yeah. if Gutekinds trades Bakhtiari because Jordan Love needs that combo on the left-hand side to get through his first season and build his confidence. Well, and and I think on the safety position, because it's something that you've brought up plenty and we've talked about plenty, they just don't really have much back there. And I know they signed Jonathan Owens and, you know, there's some names like Darnell Savage that we know, but I I think what happened this offseason, Mike, and and we can wrap up with this, tell me if you think that I'm wrong. Brian Gutekind sat down and looked at everything and he said, okay, we have a need here, 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 and here. There's five things that I need to address and I can probably really only address three of them. So he prioritized tight end and wide receiver in the draft early just to try to help Jordan Love a little. Because if Jordan Love doesn't have a great safety group, okay, maybe the team's not contending, but at least Jordan Love can still grow and learn in year one if he's got young weapons to grow with. The team's probably not going to contend anyways. So I think Brian Gutekinds realized we have a need here, 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 here. I'm just going to prioritize the needs that more closely and directly affect Jordan Love to try to give him the best possible chance in year one, even though we're still going to have holes elsewhere. That can be a future problem. Right, right. Um, I I want to make something clear, too. I was speaking about Jerron Reed, the defensive lineman, left for Seattle. And I forgot all about him. I'm like, that's right. They did have a read. What the heck was yeah. his name? It was Jaron, and now they have yeah. Jaden. So that even took me yeah. a sec. Yeah, I had to look and it up. Jayden, and Jaden is the guy I'm most excited to look at with pads on from what I saw in the OTAs and the mini camps. This looks like a true slot receiver with his speed and getting down there. Um, I Right now, 
all I can think of is this. If it's third and seven, uh, Jordan Love is going to Romeo Dobbs. I, I, in terms of those rookie tight ends, in terms of even Josiah DeGora has been there two or three years with him. Um, I don't know who else he's got the chemistry with because you didn't see it in the 11-on-11s that we saw in OTAs and mini camps. So um, for me, you know, if they're playing this Sunday against the yeah. Chicago Bears, um, that's who Jordan Love seems to have the best connection with as a receiving target. And, you know, he's going to need that uh, to get through that first month of the season as, as things unveil. I'm very excited about those tight ends, too. You know, Musgrave is a really smart guy, really smart guy. Um, and overall, it's Matt LaFleur, man. I mean, the, yeah. the spotlight's on him. He's got he, 13, 13 draft picks. You lose six or seven solid veterans, half of which he wanted back. But I kind of felt like the Robert Tunyon thing was a little bit more like, yeah, you know what? I don't know if you guys can make an offer to bring me back. I, I feel real rebuild. I've got an opportunity to get out the door here and play for the Chicago Bears, my hometown team. Um, see ya. Yeah. So, you know, so there's, there's I, I, the best thing about this locker room right now is it's, it wasn't Aaron Rodgers' fault. It was just a thing. You had to worry about, you know, as a football player, you, you don't want to say something to, to tick off the GM or the head coach, and you didn't want to say something about, you know, Aaron Rodgers either. But that locker room is now all equal. Yeah. You know, guys are all will all hang out together. There isn't sort of that division like whether you're a Rodgers guy or you're a Love guy. And I felt that there still was some of that going on the last year or so. Now it's Jordan Love's locker room, and it's fresh. It's a new attitude, and it's a guy who's out there working in California with Aaron Jones and Christian Watson and all these other guys. You know, they're working out in July together to try and get as much chemistry going as they can. It's exciting. I'm excited. Training camp, Mike, you're going to be there with Bill next week. We look forward to hearing more from you and to have some actual concrete things to talk about. Thank you so much for the time. You're pulling double duty today, and I just thank you a lot, Mike. Thank, thank you for the time. You bet, buddy. Appreciate it. Appreciate your show. Yeah. Have a good night. That's Mike Clemens. Clemheads, look forward to every time he comes on. We need Clemhead merch. Need some shirts. Jackets, maybe. Clemens Letterman jackets. Be pretty sick. Be pretty baller. We'll work on that. Back burner that. We'll come back to that. Three minutes, we'll come back. Wrap up the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. Last couple of minutes. My name is Grant Bills. Appreciate you listening tonight. Sorry that this week has been a little, um, well, it's been a little bumpy. It's been a little up and down because last two nights the show was only one hour long. And the night we had the full two hours and we were lucky enough to get Mike for the last 20 minutes or so. It's just hard to host a one hour show and try to fit everything in because I like taking all the calls. I like hearing from everybody. But when the show's only an hour, really it's like 46 minutes. It's not even a full hour trying to get everyone in, try to also fit in some content and to talk about the games and to talk about the teams. And then tonight, do it for two hours. Sorry that this week's been a little herky jerky. So hopefully tonight and into tomorrow, 
start to feel a little bit more normal. Never miss a Friday show. Can't wait for tomorrow night. Tomorrow on the Bill Michaels Show, Brad Spielberger going to join Bill. He is a contract guy. Uh, he is a lawyer, Brad Spielberger Esquire. And I might cut a little bit of that audio and use it tomorrow night because we haven't really spent any time this week talking about running backs basically just being pissed because they can't get contracts. And the Packers, as I talked about in Buy or Sell with LaCroix Butler, a little impromptu Buy or Sell, Packers are a little bit of a departure from the norm, the rest of the NFL. So maybe we can talk about that. The advantage of the Packers having Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon or maybe it's a disadvantage that the Packers are actually paying their running backs, especially Aaron Jones, more money than most other teams, and they're committing to a running back unlike most other teams. So we'll talk about that tomorrow night. More Brewers talk as well. A lot to get to. I look forward to it. Never miss a Friday show. Thanks for bearing with the ups and downs and the hour-long show, the two-hour show. Tomorrow will be fun. Don't miss it. Never miss a Friday show. Talk to you tomorrow at 4.